0: Welcome back to Ryan and Brian's Bible Bistro. I'm Ryan.
1: Hey, and I'm Brian. And this is the Bible Bistro. I, I thought you I thought you say that I'm the Ryan half of Brian and brian's bible piece and then i say i'm the brian half of brian and brian's bible piece
0: well i used to when i did just always the, quit okay. well, no it's when i pre-recorded the intro but okay. i'll say i'll do it for you now i'm the ryan half of ryan and brian
1: and i'm the brian half of ryan and brian yeah you're right it doesn't and sick. it just doesn't have the, the same uh, feel to yeah it. but you just told me something that's you know we're finishing up season one, and and no, then- hello, time warp. We're finishing season 2 Oh season two, right? And that's what I'm. Mean. <laughs> and then, and then you give me it. You gave me some insight into the next season. You're you're gonna have a little recorded intro. Oh, uh, we're, we're gonna
0: we're going to we're we're going to the next level
1: here, oh, Brian.
0: Wow. And I'm just going to record a video <laughs> intro with, like... Because coffee mugs. coffee up, mugs, Podcast level three. Podcast <laughs> level three. Season three. Well, because we talked about one of our uh, supporters has... They got a t-shirt instead of a coffee mug. And they really wanted a coffee mug. And they really wanted a coffee mug. And I called, anyway. But okay. anyway, we're getting coffee mugs. You and I are going to have a coffee mug. Oh. So we're going to send out that third coffee mug. But, uh, and if you are listening to this and you're thinking, coffee mugs, how do I get one of these coffee mugs? It's a As Ryan and
1: Brian Bible Bistro
0: exclusive. I would ex- call it
1: Exclusive. Ex- very mug.
0: exclusive coffee mug, and you can get that if you support us on Patreon. Yep. And if you're wondering, how do I do that? You can go to the website, thebiblebistro.com, and in the upper right-hand corner, you can click a, a little button up there that says support us, and you can become a monthly supporter of Ryan O'Brien's Bible Bistro, and you can right. earn a coffee cup. And not earn. You'll get a coffee cup. You can. It's you gift. can get a, it's a free a gift sticker. It's a free gift it's with like, your monthly subscription. It's like God's grace. <laughs> like God's grace, um, or a t-shirt. A t-shirt. So yeah. there's there's options. So if you're enjoying the podcast and you'd like to support us, you too can get a coffee mug. Uh, I was going to hold up my coffee mug, but it has it says everyone is entitled to my own opinion, um, and you can't get that coffee mug. That that's right.
1: just <laughs> that's just my coffee. Here's mug. Here's my. Green Bay Packers water cup. Mm. Aaron Rodgers. Not, they not won winning. last they won last night. Oh boy. Or yesterday well. against the Bears. So
0: Yes. Anyway, so here we are. Enough <laughs> of <don't know> that. <laughs> Enough of us talking about insanity yeah. and randomness. We're gonna we're gonna continue our Advent series. Yeah. it's Advent season. Uh, it is Advent season, and so there's you know this is a time we've talked about like a lot can happen and we can sometimes lose a little bit of focus. Yeah. And so I appreciate this Advent yeah. uh, series we've been on. We did one last year with yeah. uh, through the Old Testament and the prophets, and this this time we're going all the way through Isaiah. Yep. Yeah. And
1: so yeah, yeah. passages.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, so because you've been preaching through Isaiah, so Brian, tell us a yeah. little bit about what
1: we're we're going to be talking about. We've be been looking at Isaiah eleven. Of course, the second week of Advent, we're going to talk about talk about peace today. Uh, you've been going through a, uh, Advent devotional too. You said you've really been enjoying. it. Yeah, so, so I've been
0: uh, reading a book on Advent from Fleming Rutledge. Okay, uh, she's an Episcopalian priest. Uh-huh. So outside of our our Brotherhood of Churches, but you know, I, I wanted it was getting good reviews, and so I picked it up. And I sure. and it's really. Um, it's been really, really good. good. Uh, it, what, what I appreciate about it is that um, sh- she's making the point that Advent is all about the darkness. You know, that right. Christ coming in the midst of darkness. That Advent starts in the dark. There's the
1: expectation. We're, we're wait. It's not yet. It's it's yeah. Re- well, it, it, you know, she yeah. really
0: draws that application of just like. Uh, the the israelite or the the jews were waiting for you know that this time when god um you know this time when the old testament isn't you know we don't have any of those scriptures that they're waiting right. for the messiah right um in this darkness that even though christ has come we we're waiting in a dark world still for Christ to come again. And so like this, this Advent season is um, as they were preparing for Christ, we're also preparing for Christ again and reminding us of, of that, that time that we're in. So anyway, yeah. So I've been reading that Uh, it's, it's called Advent and it's by Fleming Rutledge. So if, I think it's a fantastic read if anyone's Good. listening and might be interested in something like that.
1: Yeah, so the, we, we kind of, we do this in thinking about a, a expectation. Uh, Advent often, as, as I mentioned before, it's not only thinking back to the way, uh, as you mentioned, the Israelites were waiting for this long period of time for the promised Messiah to come, but then also it's a way that we anticipate uh, the return of Jesus and the way that things mm-hmm. are going to be made right. So, part of Advent is kind of recognizing the. You, you said the darkness. Another way to say that would be the brokenness around us or the, mm-hmm. the yeah. things that are not the way they are supposed to be. You know that that even though Messiah has come, even though we are followers of Jesus, we recognize that there are things that are that are still uh, difficult. So today we're talking about peace, and when we think about peace, a lot of times uh, peace is in the in the context of nations and the passage we're going to look at in Isaiah eleven uh gives us some some of that uh we're gonna take it a little bit further, well, I don't know about further, but bringing it to 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 bear on our own lives as well, not just in the big nation sense but also on a personal level uh mm-hmm. today but I was thinking about you know peace uh, is one of the things that we want from our from our nation it's one of the things i, I think most peace is a good word for most people, right right uh, almost everybody say, well, peace is something that i want uh and and in fact, you know you you ask people. Uh, oh, what's your wish this Christmas? Oh, peace on, you know, peace on earth. And all the, all the children in the world would hold hands and sing together in peace. You know, like that kind of thing. Peace and harmony. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, even if we don't have a real good grasp of what that means. And so when I was thinking about that, I was thinking because of the way this chapter starts, it has to do with not only the nation, but also the leader of the nation. And, of course, during the time of Isaiah, that would be the king. Right, uh, you might remember he writes during this is this is during the king of Ahaz, uh, reign of King Ahaz, who was not a good king. Who was not nope. leading leading N- people. Didn't home, have a good yeah. wife either. <laughs> yeah. Uh the, I think you're thinking about Ahab, but oh, sorry, this is Ahaz. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> that's, fine. <laughs> that's fine. Ahab, right. Ahaz, he, it's close, it's close. It's yeah, it's it's a letter off. But um, the the king. So so what do what do you think we look for in a good leader? What um, you know, and I'm not trying mm. to get political with this, but what what kind of things do we want in a in a leader? Would you say? Well, that's a loaded question. Yeah, it is a loaded question. So,
0: uh, I mean, are you as an, a nation a national, yeah, a national leader. leader? A national leader. Yeah. Uh, one that is. Oh gosh, this is
1: loaded, <laughs> man. Well, I mean, uh, I think you, know, you, can, you can talk in generalities here. I'm not are we, are we talking specific. about foreign relations or what? <laughs> well, I mean, that's that's obviously part. When it, especially when it comes to peace, it has to do with, you know, how they're going to lead the nation. You know, um, some people. I'll just give you some examples. Some people will talk about, oh, we want a strong leader. You know, somebody who's going to going to stand up. Uh, we might say we want a a leader that has compassion for his people. Uh, we mm-hmm. can see examples in the world right now. Uh, that's part of it. I, I wasn't just thinking about our own nation but i was thinking overall uh we can look around us and and I'll, I'll just you know i'll mention a couple of world events right now that are going on we have a war going on in Eastern europe right. uh, and 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 in ukraine and and i think you want a leader who who is compassionate for his people and and maybe compassionate for people in general you know think about right people in other nations and we're getting ready to you know people have kept Kind of for a long time they've been dreading this winter. Oh, if the war goes on into the winter, it's going to be a horrible situation and that kind of thing. Right. The other thing I'm thinking about is the protest. This last week, there were there were a week before last there were uh protests in China. And uh Hmm. um, you know, you think about the way that those were put down. Um, you know, they're they're protesting government policies and and there's a lack of freedom there to be able to express your your uh, viewpoint uh, you know it, it, it's that kind of thing i guess is what i'm looking for in generalities do you do you have anything to add to that those are some of the things yeah that I, I mean i, I think come
0: yeah, yeah i mean obviously this is going to work its way back to peace cuz that's what this right. is about you know but right. you know i think it's um one that's uh, you know, and I think in today's world, it's like not picking a fight almost. <laughs> right. You know what right. I mean, like well, it's we, that's we, what it's almost come down to. But it's, you know, it's looking out for his own people. Right. Um, and gosh. or her. Or her. <laughs> yes. Thank you.
1: I'm just gonna stop talking for the rest of the podcast. <laughs> no, no, you're doing fine. So no, yeah, you, you talk about picking a fight. We use this term sometimes, hawks and doves, right? We have this 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 kind of an idea. But um, so I guess I mentioned it for this reason. Ahaz is a descendant of David. You know, that's the king during mm-hmm. this period of time, and there is a a desire to look back at David because he was he was a king during israel's a a golden period in israel's history and and obviously there are issues about david as well and we there would be things about him that we would not like as a king i think and there are mistakes that he made um but that's one of the things that chapter 11 of, of Isaiah is going to show us here. I want you to read us just the first three verses here. Actually, just I'll, I'll tell you what. Let me read the first verse, and I'll let you pick up after that. Okay. The first verse, and, and I just want you to see the symbolism here is the reason. We're just going to read verse one and talk about the symbolism. This is Isaiah chapter 11, verse one. It says, a shoot will come up from the stump of Jesse. From the roots, a branch will bear fruit. So Jesse, of course, is the name of David's father. And, and so he is the one from whom this line of kings has really descended. Uh, and, and so this idea of the, of the stump of Jesse is the idea. You, you know what a stump looks like if you've cut off a tree. And, um, you know, we use them in cartoons even a lot of times. It's, it's funny. In, in plays that are set in the woods, you know, kids' plays, there's always a conveniently placed stump for people to sit on. But, but anyway, the, this idea of a, 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 a tree that's been cut off. And that's kind of this idea that the the line of David has come down, but but it's been cut off. But then there's going to be the shoot that's going to come out. Uh, and, and you guys have seen this probably from, from the stump of a tree. A shoot will come out, um, you know, and continue to grow and draw nourishment from those roots, even though it's a much smaller uh, right. shoot than, than what you have. Uh, and, and this is looking forward to this idea of a king like David from this line, from this line of Jesse, Who's going to continue in David's way after this line of kings, after this you know dynasty, if you want to call it that, has been cut off? Then mm-hmm. there's this shoot that's going to come up uh, and, and is going to rebuild, and that's what it's looking forward to. And it's going to be a branch that's going to, a righteous branch that's going to bear fruit. Is is the image? So from there we get this um, kind of idea of what this leader. Is going to be like here. Are the, so I ask you. Here, here's what I was trying to do, Ryan. I wasn't trying to put you in a corner, but here's. well, I, I I know,
0: but I'm just like <laughs> it, it's hard to articulate.
1: Like yeah, what, it is for me. Like it's
0: it's hard for me to articulate what takes makes a good leader well and That's i think that,
1: i i guess i was i was trying to say in contrast sometimes even what we think of as a good leader here's what the description mm-hmm. of this leader is going to be like so read the next just the next couple of verses and we'll talk about this
0: the spirit of the lord will rest on him the spirit of wisdom and of understanding the spirit of counsel and of might the spirit of the knowledge and fear of the lord
1: you want to keep going Oh, yeah, I'm sorry, just the beginning of verse three says and he will delight in the and fear of the Lord. And he will delight in the usually, fear of the Lord. Yeah, the verse it's in the middle of a verse, but sometimes we cut off the sentence there. It depends on how you, you interpret and translate that sentence. But here it says the spirit of the Lord will rest on him. And and so some of the most important characteristics of this leader are that that God's spirit is directing. Uh, and so some of the characteristics here you see is wisdom. Uh, and understanding, uh, I'll tell you, we, we pray, f- you know, every week in our service, we pray for the leaders of our nation and and state and local leaders as well. And as the pastor, what I what I pray for is I pray that they will have wisdom and, and they will lead wisely, that they will seek to do God's will. Um, and, and I think that's what we want in a leader is someone who has uh, wisdom from God. Um, and, and it talks about counsel and of might uh, might here, I think, is the, and we'll see a little bit more about this in just a minute. But it's might's the ability to get done what needs to to be gotten done, right? And, and that's something we do want with leaders. Um, you know, I said we use the term strong leader. Uh, we, if you, t- maybe I should have said the other thing. What, what? Maybe it's easier for us to describe bad leaders these days. But, but we we, right. we would say, well, we don't want somebody who's weak. Right. Who's who's ineffective in in being able to get across what needs to be done um, Mm -hmm. on on behalf of the people. And so uh, and he he will have the spirit, spirit of the knowledge and fear of the Lord. So this idea that that his primary relationship here, we might say, is in in relationship to God. Uh, So go ahead. Uh, Anything else you notice there before we go ahead and read, read the rest of this? Anything else you want to say on that?
0: Um no I don't I don't okay. think so it, it
1: No, I don't think so. Okay, well, go ahead and read from there down through verse five then.
0: Yeah, he will not judge by what he sees with his eyes or decide by what he hears with his ears. But with righteousness, he will judge the needy. With justice, he will give decisions for the poor of the earth. He will strike the earth with the rod of his mouth. With the breath of his lips, he will slay the wicked. Righteousness will be his belt and faithfulness the sash around his
1: waist. So how would you describe that image there? How would you describe the leader that we see here what's kind of the key words
0: that- uh you know i think it's judge it a fair judge okay. like it's 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 he's judging with a wisdom that is beyond just like his senses you know what right. I mean? like it's what exactly. he sees and what he and
1: what he hears like because, there's a there, sometimes-
0: there, there's 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 a, there's a judgment there that has like real knowledge
1: justice you know justice can be perverted sometimes because we we only see one side of the picture we we'll, we'll say sometimes or we only uh, hear a part of the story you know that that's all we can do as humans you know we, we right. have this this uh, inability to Finite know on, perspective right. but this is a kind of righteousness this is with righteousness he will judge uh, the needy with justice he'll give decisions for the poor of the earth so this idea that justice is going to come to those who really deserve it uh, that, that his judgment, his righteous judgment is going to come uh, to those who have need. And at the same time, on the other hand, he will slay uh, the, the wickedness with the rod of his mouth, which is an interesting phrase. Uh, you see that image even in the book of Revelation. We've talked about it a little bit. Uh, it goes back to the Psalms. We see it in the Psalms as well, this idea uh, of a rod. And it comes from his mouth in the sense that it is his message of righteousness and, and judgment and justice. Uh, but the righteous, those who are those those who are deserving, well, let's say, will will receive uh, justice. But those who are seeking to do evil toward others uh, are are going to be done away with. And I say that's something else we want with leaders, right? We want we want to see justice done. We want to see righteous righteous decisions. Mm-hmm. And again, a lot of times, you know, it's hard to know, uh, especially mm-hmm. with our with our news media and everything, the way that stories are presented to us. It's hard to get the whole story. Uh, we, we don't want to see people unjustly judged, but at the same time, people who do harm to others. You know, we hear stories uh, or we see examples of people who are doing harm to others. And that, that's when I was talking earlier about. We see this world, and we recognize it's not the way that it should be. And, and so, what the promise was here, as God spoke through Isaiah, is that I'm going to send a king. He, he's going to be from the from the, a shoot from the root of Jesse, from the from the stump of Jesse. I'm going to send this king who's going to really bring the kind of righteous judgment that you want. Not going to pervert justice. Is not going to be. Um, you know, seeking to do uh, his good just for him himself or herself, <laughs> but a king that's going to be judging rightly uh, and with justice, right, uh, is the idea. Um, so, so that's that's I think the description of this leader. Uh, and mm. so again, so here's the Advent thing you were talking about. Uh, it's it's a time of expectation. It's not a time of completion. It's not a time where we're going. Oh, you know, here's every, how everything should be. Uh, it's a time where we recognize uh, things are not well but God's promise is true uh, and therefore we continue to wait a- and right. we continue to cry out with the saints of all ages how long O Lord uh, faithful and true until you you bring justice until you avenge uh, the blood of the uh, of the uh, uh, innocent, you know the innocent blood that's been shed how long until you you you, you do justice you take care of those who are harming others
0: yeah, that's a, it's really interesting. Um, you and I have talked about. I was reading a book uh, or listening to a book from N.T. Wright called "Broken Signposts," and it talks oh, yeah. about like mm-hmm. this idea of justice yes. is this broken signpost that mm-hmm. points us towards God. Like we all have this innate sense of justice that we want, but it's like if you ask five different people what is justice in yep. a situation, you very well might get. Four, or five different answers. You know what <laughs> right. I mean? Like it's it's this perspective that we see it from, and you know, like for there to be, you know, it's hard for us in this perspective to see what is true justice, yeah. and that is, but we all want it. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, and and that's that's and, and, that's that hard tension. I think of what is we know it. We have the sense of right. we know justice, but we don't know how how justice gets really. Met it out the way that it needs to,
1: and I'll I'll put it this way that we we um yeah we we also we don't like it when we see injustice right right there's a sense of things not being fair that's that's just not right that they Mm -hmm. were treated that way or that's not right that those things happen to that person Um, and, and so that sense of injustice. Uh, may be acute within us as well. And, and you know, we want to see things done in, in an appropriate, fair way. It's not fair that that person ended up yeah. with this. I'm thinking back, you, you mentioned uh, Wright, and one of his uh, people he's, he's compared to often is, uh, for his day, is C.S. Lewis. And, and uh, you know, I, I can think about Lewis in Mere Christianity talking about the rule of the playground, you know, it's it's not fair. You know, you you know, I, I you got a turn. Why don't I get a turn? You know, and uh, I gave you a piece of my orange. Why don't you give me a piece of your orange back later? You know that that kind of that thing. Right. There's a yeah. sense of fairness um, that we have. This I think is is what. Yeah, and and, and I think out. if you
0: if you, I don't think there's anybody. I mean. I, we all have a sense of it we all have a sense of this like there's um i don't i don't think there's any human that exists that doesn't have this this sense of longing of like this is the the, an injustice or you
1: know seeking justice there so 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 this has been talking about this kind of ruler who's going to come and again when we think about peace a lot you know again we've got the war in ukraine right now and so that's a lot of times peace we think about the absence of conflict or the absence of war. If, if that war were to cease, that would be peace. So, so and, and that that's not a bad way to use that word. But we've talked before about how the way that God uses this word peace and, and the way that we find it throughout Scripture is more than that. Um when, and here's why I think it's we have to be careful here, because if we only think about peace as absence, we're missing, I think, really – it's almost like we need to flip it. I think we're missing what God is really wanting for us, uh, what he created the world to be and what he created us for is peace. Um, and I mentioned earlier this, this Hebrew word shalom, uh, which is used as a greeting. You know, this idea of peace um, – uh, you know, it's, a, it's a, when they say when people even today in Israel say hello or goodbye, it's shalom. That's that's the word that you use. And what you're doing is you're wishing for that person uh, wellness. Uh, you know, you're wishing health for them in their relationships and in their life, uh, you know, to have a, a, a fulfilled and full life uh, is what you're asking for. So when we only think of peace as absence, I think we're missing mm-hmm. this positive sense of what peace is. Mm-hmm. Um, being at peace. Um, and, and you mentioned earlier this idea that especially in this time when we're so busy, it's it's ironic that this time where we're, we're really needing to think about peace and peace is, uh, uh, I think, peace is short s- supply. This kind of peace I'm talking about now. Mm-hmm. We sometimes might use the words like peace of mind or peace and quiet, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. to describe that. We become so busy with all the activities of this season, though. You know, there's a school play to go to or there's, you know, you got to go see the Nutcracker or or this concert or whatever. And People are Uh coming over to the house and you got to get it ready and we've got to decorate. And we've got all this these expectations um, that are put upon us in this period of time that it seems like we're so busy that uh, sometimes almost a relief. (laughs) Like when it's over, it's like, you know, yeah. Uh, but really, I, I, I hope and here's what I'm kind of kind of going toward. I hope that we can experience some of the peace that is a promise of the Advent season, uh, e- even though we recognize that things are not as they as they are. Uh, we have a promise that the Prince of Peace, uh, if we look at another passage from Isaiah, is going to come and, 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 and bring peace to us. So this next section I, I, this is one that you hear referred to a lot, and I really love the images here. And so I want you to read this for us, if you would, Ryan. And I want to kind of think through what these images are here really showing us. It's verses six through nine is what I'd like to like okay. to have you read. The wolf will live with the lamb. The leopard will lie
0: down with the goat the calf and the lion and the yearlings together, and a little child will lead them. The cow will feed with the bear, their young will lie down together, and the lion will eat straw like the ox. The infant will play near the cobra's den, and the young child will put its hand in the viper's nest. They will neither harm nor destroy on all my holy mountain, uh, for the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the Lord as the waters
1: cover the sea. Okay, so what What are what images do you notice there?
0: Uh, Prey and predator. <laughs> okay, I, I, I mean, right. Uh, you know, it, that, that, that that the the uh, that they're yeah you know, predator and prey or uh, lying down together. That, okay. so, that, that that this there is no um, bloodlust between right. you know okay. between the animal you know and it's uh,
1: so, so even forth. natural kind of natural enemies we might say yeah. those those that we look at in the natural world that don't get along. Uh, you know. Basically, there's this you know promise. There's this time coming where even the the lamb and the lion are going to lie down together, and that's the image kind of we talk about with the Book of Revelation as well. Um, what else? In any other images that strike you there? Um,
0: I, I, you know, I think the infant with the cobras den kind yeah. of, is kind of striking to me. It is, you striking. know, like, yeah, you know, no we've, we've gone from animals and you know <laughs> like that into a child. And a serpent. So, oh. Uh, Oh, oh. Does this go back to our episode, To Hell with the Devil?
1: (laughs) I don't know about that. but So a child and a serpent are interesting images. You hear about it several times in scripture, obviously. Mm -hmm. Um, It takes us back, I think, to Eden. And and, and really, I think that's what's being depicted here. uh, Is this, let me put it this way, the sense of creation as it was intended to be, as God wants it to be, um, and created it to be, for lack of a better term. Um, but but there's this idea of the serpent, and, and and so there's this idea that a little child will lead them. And if you go all the way back to Genesis chapter 3, verse 15, there's that little promise in the midst of the cursing section. All of, all of we call it the cursing. You know, uh, Genesis 3 is all about, well, because you took of this, then, you know, Adam, because you ate of this tree, I told you not to eat, then with toil. Uh, now you will have to earn your food basically and um, you know the, the earth itself is going to pr- produce thorns and thistles and, and and it's an introduction of death into the world of, uh, of disease of, of all of these difficult things that we've talked about before. And so here is then this promise, and I think it's not an accident. We have all these animals, and then this little this little child is not just another animal, right? Right. But I think it's this idea of a little child will lead them. So here we have this picture. Earlier we talked about the kind of ruler we want, but here is this ironic, if you will, uh, or or maybe unexpected would be a better term, image of this little child that's going to be the one who leads. Uh, in this, the the young child uh, is going to lead them, it says, uh, and I think it, it's giving us a picture of this unexpected Messiah that we're looking forward to. He's going to be a child, and that's what we remember during this season. It's a, it's a peaceful uh, time, and again, I even think about Jesus' words when he said, uh, you know, unless you become like this little child, you'll never enter the kingdom of heaven. It's, it's a different kind of kingdom. Right? It, it's, right, it's a different kind, it's not a military nationalistic kind of kingdom, uh, but it is a kind of kingdom where a little child leads. And, 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 and here's the thing, uh, I, I mentioned just briefly, Genesis chapter three, verse 15, but there it says, uh, you know, to the serpent, there, you know, I'll place enmity between the seed of the serpent. He says to the woman, to between the seed of the serpent, between your seed, um, he the serpent will strike his heel, but he will crush his head. Is the is is the image that we have here? And, and so this idea that the cobra, um, you know, he, the little child will put his hand in the viper's nest, uh, and, and and there's going to be no harm come to him. I think is this idea that the the victory over evil over. Um, uh, the, the the wicked one, right, is mm-hmm. going to be absolute in this. Uh, and so that's what we're looking forward to. So it's peace. It, this is what I'm trying to say. It's a big peace. Right. It's not only an absence of war. It, it is that. <laughs> uh-huh. But it is also the sense of things being put back to the way that they were intended to be. Where creation itself, we have talked about the relationship with creation itself. Creation itself is going to be at peace. Uh, it, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a peaceful place and and, and we we will be able to take part in that
0: yeah I, I was thinking about this like the wolf and the lamb and the leopard and the goat like you know even if you found yourself a vegetarian leopard um <laughs> right. and put him in a cage with a goat like there's gonna be a natural fear in that goat like even right. though like this even if the leopard's been defanged and declawed right. or whatever right like there's still you put them in there there's gonna be a tension like yeah. this tension that cannot and we have this image of them being together without yeah. without tension you know it's not just oh the leopard's not chewing on my neck but like <laughs> it's like it, it, it's like I, I don't have any fear there's yeah, no, no more th- fear like the yeah. nature of them has been the very nature of yeah. their being has been changed and that where there once was a tension. you know we've talked about peace sometimes it's you know i think about uh the conflicts or the wars the wars that we've lost in America or you know like the the you know North Korea and South Korea like there's a peace but it's conflict you know what i mean it's like yeah. almost détente right to, yeah, standoff it's, it's a, yeah it's a standoff it's like well there's not they're not actually fighting fighting but what we really call that peace yeah. you know what i mean like it's and so there's there's the truce but still, that that tension yeah. that always exists there, and so. But this is something different. This is the the big, the big piece. You know, this is yep. the big. Um, this is this is more than not just fighting. This is right. The, the, the shalom. You know, being it's together. Right. Being, being together.
1: together as as a people, and and that's the image we get at the end of the book of Revelation. Is people from every tongue, tribe, you know, nation together around the throne singing praises to, to God together, right? It's, it's a unity, it's, it's the dividing wall has been broken down. Um, you know, that's, that's the kind of image I think we're talking about here. So the, the final thing, and this isn't a big big deal, it says we'll neither harm to destroy on my holy mountain. So this idea of the holy mountain, of course, is, is Mount Zion we think about, but then um, Isaiah uses this several times where he talks about people will stream up from all places to Mount Zion. Uh, as we've seen before, that 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 there's going to be this image. So Mount Zion kind of stands for this whole kingdom again. This whole the way the the future, the way things are going to be when when things are finally put to right. To use as you mentioned Tom Wright to use his language, yes. uh, when things are put to right uh, and and things are turned back to the way that they were intended to be. Uh, but the final image there is interesting. It says, "For the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the Lord." And and I think knowledge here isn't the, the verb know in, in uh, well, you might remember the King James know even means in the sense to have intimate relationship with, right. right. Uh, uh, Adam knew his wife and he, and she conceived and bore a son. Uh, this is the uh, idea of knowledge of an intimacy and an intimate relationship is the way that I would put it. Uh, it's not just head knowledge here, right? But it's, it's the idea of, you know, the difference between when you say, you know, Oh, um, have you heard of, you know, so-and-so? Oh, yeah. And you think, oh, yeah, I, I think, yeah, I know him. I went to school with them. And, you know, we had a couple mm-hmm. of classes together. Compared to, like, if they say, uh, you know, do you know Brian? And you go, oh, yeah, I know Brian. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I have an intimate, I've got plenty to I, say about that. <laughs> I have an intimate knowledge of him. But, but you know, that, that kind of an idea of of the people that we are close to and have relationship with. So it says, it says the whole earth is gonna be full of the knowledge of the Lord. And and, and I love this image, it's used in the, in the book of Psalms as well. As much as the waters cover the sea, <laughs> I mean, it's like it's 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 that kind of you know it, it's the inseparable, right? It, it's it's you know the waters are all over the sea, you know? like the sea is water. The water covers <laughs> right. the sea. Yeah, it's right. So that's the way that the knowledge of the Lord will be in in that time. That that everyone is going to know the Lord, and 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 of course, you know, the interesting thing of having that kind of relationship allows us then to live. It, uh, let me put it this way i suppose and i wasn't really talking about peace with god although we're going to mention here in just a minute but having peace with god allows us to also then be at peace with ourselves and then also at peace with one another and then extend us we've said before in terms of broken relationships even to the creation itself um, so that that uh, lack of the knowledge of the lord that came as a result of the rebellion of of humanity is now in this image of the peaceable kingdom let's call it in the in this kingdom in the future um it, it's that image of it being restored that the whole earth is going to be full of the knowledge of the lord even creation itself is going to know the lord um and there's not going to be these areas of rebellion in, in that time mm-hmm. anything else you notice in that passage um
0: i don't think so i i you know i think we covered that pretty well i mm-hmm. yeah no i i don't Well done. (laughs) Well,
1: and and we'll finish this up pretty quickly, but then we have one more passage here, and then I want to read one passage out of the New Testament. Uh, But I'll I'll read this, verses 10 and 11. We go back here to this idea of the root of Jesse, uh, just like we began with in verse one. It says, in that day, so in that day is always future-oriented, right? That's Mm -hmm. where we're anticipating this. In that day, the root of Jesse will stand as a banner for the people, uh, peoples, The nations will rally to him and his resting place will be glorious. So here we imagine this kind of an idea of banner, a banner that is kind of a rallying point, a point to which people are are being called together. Um, And and so that's that's the image. All the nations will come together and and will be their Resting place, dwelling place, like we talked about with John 14 is kind of the image here. Verse 11, in that day, the Lord will reach out his hand a second time to reclaim the surviving remnant of his people from Assyria, from lower Egypt, from upper Egypt, from Cush, from Elam, from Babylonia, from Hamath, and from the islands of the Mediterranean. So all the places where God's people have been scattered. Uh, And this is, again, Isaiah looking toward the Babylonian. Exile. Excellent. You're right. He, it's, he's writing before it, but he's he's looking forward, not, not looking forward to it. <laughs>
0: this is going to be great,
1: guys. <laughs> but he's looking into the future that, that this is going to happen because of the lack of the good leader, because of the lack of kings like you know David and those mm-hmm. who are who are who are ruling from with the spirit of wisdom, uh, and, and who are who are ruling uh, justly. Um, because of a lack of that they're going to be in babylonian exile but then there's going to be a time where all these people who've been scattered are going to be brought together again uh and that's what he's um he in that sense he's looking forward to that he's looking forward to this this return so we can think of it i think as that idea of a time of peace for all the nations Uh, i already mentioned this uh in the end of the book of revelation where you have this image of all peoples together uh praising god um You have this idea of the tree of life there, as I've mentioned before, uh, where John changes the language slightly. In Ezekiel, it says the tree of life is there and its leaves are for healing. Uh, But John says his leaves are for the healing of the nations. So all of this. How do you say a bloodshed? All things you've talked about—the the brokenness, the the lack of quote unquote victories, and even let's say the victories themselves—right, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. Uh, all, all of those will be healed, and, and there will be unity between people uh, from all places, um, all different tribes and languages and and tongues will be together. That's that's the image of heaven. Um, the I- image of the age to come is not. Uh, everybody that looks like me, right? And and sounds like me. Uh that's not heaven. That's something else. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh yeah. <laughs> anyway. So so you get what I'm saying is this yeah. is this is this is the image that he gives us. So here's what I wanted to close with. This is in Colossians chapter 1, 19 and 20. And I'll go ahead and set this up. I'm going to have you read this, Ryan, but Paul is talking about the birth of Jesus here in a way uh, in Mm -hmm. verse 19, uh, because he's talking about when Jesus came to earth and the the way that God sent him and, and the way that he was to be. Um, so so go ahead and read verses 19 and 20 there for us. Yeah.
0: For God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether things on earth or things
1: in heaven, by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. So here's that idea that it pleased God to have all of his fullness, and some translations are gonna say something like divinity or you know, I don't know, whatever, whatever word you want to put in there, mm-hmm. but to have all of his fullness dwell in Jesus. So this is the incarnation, right? This is this is talking about that that time where where God sent his son into the world with his f- complete fullness. <laughs> and that's what allows this relationship to be restored and you know jesus becomes the embodiment uh literally the embodiment of of the divine human um relationship in himself right he 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 is the one who who puts this together Uh, that's what the incarnation is about and and then it says um he did this in order to reconcile all things to himself Uh, and that's a Big, (laughs) that's a big word. Uh, You know, I often say that our view of what God is doing in in redeeming is too small. And it's words like this in in Colossians 119, or my other favorite passage is Peter's sermon in Acts chapter 4, where he talks about the time remains and he he will remain in heaven. Again, we think about Advent, that Jesus will remain until the time comes for him to restore everything um and, and here's this idea of reconcile to himself all things reconciliation is a peace word or reconcile is a peace word right right um, it, it's it, we even may even use it we might even use it in the in in nations where two ambassadors are brought together to a table or you know two leaders or whoever in order to try to reconcile right right um, uh, two sides coming together in order to settle differences is the way that we use the word. But God, it says in Jesus, uh, all the fullness of Him, you know, pleased Him for all of His fullness to dwell in Him, and and through that to reconcile to Himself all things. <laughs> so all that brokenness uh, is the idea of it being of being brought back together. And then that last part is and 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 He was He's making peace. Uh, you've got it there in front of you. I didn't know. Yeah, up, by
0: by, uh, by making peace through His blood, shed peace. on the cross.
1: So so he is he is the one who's making this peace possible through His blood that's shed on the cross. So again, relationship with God. He He is our Christ. Paul would say is our is our peace. Uh, again, not an absence. It's not. Um, it's not things being gone. Well, if if I could just get rid of these screaming kids, then I could have some peace, right? But mm-hmm. the peace is something that he's offering to us uh, in Christ that is that is in the midst of our, um, in the midst of the brokenness of this world. It's in the midst of broken relationships. Uh, and so, you know, I guess my encouragement is that we should be people then who are as followers of Jesus, we, we're called to be people who are promoting peace. Um, and that doesn't mean, it's not like a typical you know 1970s beatnik with you know going hey man peace but (laughs) but it is it is seeking to reconcile relationships and like you said it's not just i I think it's very good that you said that it's not just oh we're gonna get along (laughs) right there's still tension there but we're just gonna be we're not gonna fight (laughs) like like most family christmases right (laughs) um (laughs) or thanksgiving just just do this for mom's sake come on just get Mm -hmm. along yep But, but um it's really being at one and and understanding one another, um, loving one another in a full sense, wanting one, wanting the best for one another. Uh, I think that's the kind of piece that that we're called to be to be people who are promoting, uh, you know, wanting, wanting the best for all people. Excellent.
0: Yeah. Uh, you know, I think that's really something to. That's a much more uh you know if we if we give if we sell piece short, you know it's like right. it's it's not as special. But like this is it's this big piece that it's a piece that is, um, yeah. I mean it's big. You know what I mean? Like and piece it's passes uh, it's, understanding. It's, huh? Yeah, it, it, exactly. <laughs> Gosh, I wish someone had written that down. Um, yeah, it passes understanding, but like mm-hmm. it's. You know
1: that's the kind of peace we all want. You know, yeah. and, we, and we have we have such a limited view of it. I think some, that's uh, right. I think that's right. It's 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 about being yeah shalom. It's about being uh, in 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 rightness with ourselves. Well, first of all, with God, with ourselves, with others, and and even in our environment. Um, you know, whatever however we understand that, it's being being right in those relationships.
0: Yeah, it's uh, you know, and you think about things that you know we've talked we've talked about this war in ukraine several times and just like you know what what does real peace and what what would it look like for them to have that shalom with each other you know like that is divine action you know what i mean like where it's where what what has gone on is no you know i mean there's justice but then there's peace between between all of that i uh I'll, i'll bring this up this is a story uh, that kind of caught me today. Um, there was a, a little girl that was abducted and, and killed recently oh, in, yeah. in Texas, and uh, a grandfather went on Facebook and made this whole thing. He was he was a believer right. and saying like he was talking about his flesh. He's like my flesh wants to give me five minutes with this guy in a cell because right. they've caught him. You know he's a, he's admitted oh, to it, geez. and he's like, but I still hear this small voice of the spirit saying to me forgive wow and he and he talks about the spirit of of hate that could grow in him you know what i mean like but that is not the call that you know that that god is putting on him you know what i mean it is and i i was reading it i don't really usually get very emotional reading stories but like reading this this grandfather's um message about his little granddaughter um You know, and it's just like that that is a piece that only God can get. You know, it's
1: it's so relatable. It's hard because it's so relatable to us. You know, any of us could imagine our child or or, you know, someone we love being being tortured, killed. I mean, that's just a horrible, horrible thought.
0: But, you know, God is bringing peace, you know, like God will bring reconciliation there and and God's calling all of us to be participants in that. We've talked about this many times that we are Mm -hmm. uh, participants, not that we we can't bring the peace that God's going to bring, but we can, you know, we can, we can certainly... Reflect
1: some of that in the piece. We don't bring the light, but we reflect it, and that's you know that's the darkness we're talking about. You know, we see it all. You know that you gave a great example there. I mean, not a great example, but you you know, I'm saying it's 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 a it's a good application of this. Um, But you don't have to look very far until you see all kinds of horrible things that we know are not the way that God intended the world to be or wants the world to be. and yeah, I think I think you're right. We we're called to be ones who are who are proclaiming peace. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. You know, Jesus said peacemakers are blessed. I think he said that someplace. And um, you know, his disciple Peter said that we need. He quotes the Old Testament, saying we need to be people who are pursuing peace, uh, seeking mm-hmm. peace and pursuing it. Um, so it's it's a part of our yeah. calling, I
0: think. Yeah. And I think that's, you know, that's a good thing for me at Advent to think about yeah. is, you know, it's easy to get caught up in the birth of Jesus, but that it's also Jesus is coming again. And just yep. as we're preparing as Jesus brought peace and, you know, as we just yep. read in Colossians about him bringing it uh, through his bloodshed on the cross, he's bringing the you know the 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 the, the peace that will heal the nations. The consummation. Yep. The consummation of all that. And so, Advent is about us remembering the birth of Jesus and him coming but it's also about preparing and being prepared for when he comes again. Church, yeah. yeah. And that, what, what he's going to do there as well. So Brian, this is fantastic. I really appreciate it, man.
1: Well have a blessed day. I, yeah, uh, absolutely. I have a blessed Advent season, I guess I should say to our listeners. So
0: <laughs> absolutely. All right, Brian, thanks so much. Uh-huh. See Bye. you next week. Bye.